welcome today on this episode i have with me my colleague and my dear friend harsh so harsh how are you today okay hi uh, i am good and happy to be here so it's a good time to record a podcast no everyone is working from home or is in a lockdown by the way thanks for coming on the show i hope we will have some fun discuss something interesting today would you like to introduce yourself to the audience before we start with the topic yeah sure uh, i am an embedded enthusiast uh, working in bombardier as a software engineer since a year uh, by the way this is my first time featuring in a podcast so thanks for that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> welcome welcome i think you would love to discuss today's topic so as i shared to you that topic for today's operating system well actually it is real time operating system so just to give listeners an overview in short uh, os when we say os we actually mean operating system it is a software that act as an interface between the end user and the computer hardware it is responsible for program execution file and disk management it handles all kinds of inputs and output it handles resource allocation it does error detection it provides information and source protection and and lot many other things so today's topic is going to touch on how the os plays a part in an embedded system and how its part becomes important with increased complexity there are types of operating system in general harsh do you recall how many exists yeah i can recall a few uh, such as uh, mainframe systems batch systems multi user systems multi processor systems real time systems etc yeah yeah yes you are right so there are many types but we can actually consolidate into something like as you said like we have batch os we have multitasking time sharing operating systems we have multi processing operating system we have rtos we have distributed operating system network operating system and mobile operating system so how many of these do you know what they do quite a few like i had been through them when i was in cdac but uh, i i will have to remember <laughs> <laughs> so just just for the information of the audience uh, i will go th- quickly go through each of them so batch os is something uh, that you can actually now see in the old ibm restoration videos there used to be a programmable punch card that was programmed offline then it was put in a huge slot in the machines the machine then used to run and run and logs were generated or like more like printed so that's that's one form of os the other one is like multitasking time sharing and multi processing os i guess this this kind of os allows multiple users to log in simultaneously in a system through a terminal and they uh, they basically allow multiple users to share the processor at the same time so the resources of the system and the processor of the system are basically shared among multiple users i guess when we were when i was in vit we had this mainframe machine which we could log via terminal and perform some you know scientific calculations and all the other one was the real time operating system like this is more relevant to today's topic we use it often in an embedded system and we have we have a lot of use of this in application where time criticality is there the another one is the distributed operating system 
this i guess is used in distributed computing it is i guess a basically a software that is a collection of independent network communicating and actually they have a separate physical computing nodes this actually reminds me of a small project this is called an octopi so this is basically where it takes multiple raspberry pis and it combines together to form a single computing unit i have actually never worked on this kind of operating system like distributed os the other one is the network os so these are the ones that are designed for network devices like routers switches and firewalls and then at the last we have this mobile based operating system like android and iphone and i guess more ubuntu as well as in infotainment system nowadays it is used a lot so anyways um, we'll come back to the topic so harsh i have a question for you what would you say is the difference between a firmware and an operating system do you think we can easily distinguish between them yeah i can say firmware is something which is highly specific for uh, one particular device or you can say ic uh, it may not be that much portable like if you take an example of a hard disk drive control it has a firmware that works with only that and it can be ported only to a similar device but not on a drastically different device but uh, we can say that os could be the one providing much more functionality over and above the firmware capabilities you know for os there is another common question what is the difference between a 32 bit and a 64 bit os yes uh, this is like uh, you know even a question asked in the interview <laughs> so i can say that the main difference is like between these two systems is the way they manage the memory uh, for example windows xp 32 bit is limited to a total of 4 gb of maximum system memory that can be allocated by the kernel and applications it's like 2 raised to the power so basically windows 64 bit has a limit of 16 terabytes of system memory allocation you know it is interesting that uh, real time operating systems can be of 64 bit as well compared to the common 32 bit ones that you and me are mostly aware about and are working on it <laughs> yeah you just raised the compact complexity by 2 raised to 64 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You know, Artos has a reputation of being like not properly defined in the embedded world. Like some just call simple schedulers as an Artos, and others call off the shelf like VxWorks as an Artos. You know, VxWorks is basically a full-blown OS with capacity to perform like real-time operating system. Yeah, exactly my point. But it is still called an Artos. most of the you know most of the low level or mission critical or like mostly deterministic work is basically done in a bare metal fashion we don't even need an artos for that why would we want to include an artos in any of the application yeah uh, in most general of cases uh, you need bare metal programming in scenarios where project is simple and project is highly mission critical and has a higher failure rate penalty so basically now i'll say like what an artos is if you say like the definition if you ask me the definition it is quite murky in the embedded world some folks consider linux built with its real time extensions as an artos others envision something off the shelf like vxworks as we just discussed and others 
would include simple schedulers in that definition as well as with so much in the embedded world the right answer is it depends it depends on the processor the team the company and most importantly the requirements of the end product the requirements for any project are not only mission critical or highly deterministic you know maybe requirements are such that while uh, switching the converter you need to display what power it is generating you see the display and networking and user interface all those non essential and non deterministic or less costly mistakes can be done using an rtos i can say like rtos is never meant to be used in an extremely hard deterministic and high penalty environment it is a tool that is used to drive a fancy interface and keep the user busy by providing ease of use facilities we can also classify rtos in the following way like soft firm and hard so soft real time systems is like the rtos can usually meet the deadlines and here the preemption period is you can expect it in like few milli, uh, milliseconds yes firm real time systems is like timing constraints are not strict as they may cause like if the deadline is missed then also the effects can be accept, acceptable but hard real time systems are where the deadlines are deterministic failure can lead to catastrophic consequences and here the preemption period is very less it's like less than a few microseconds and rtos can either be very close to a fancy gpos or general purpose operating system or it can be very close to a highly deterministic bare metal program like gpos rtos can provide all or some of the functionalities such as thread synchronization cross boundary communication example is named pipes timers memory management etc however rtos strives to deliver all these functionalities in a manner that confirms with the time constraint requirement of the underlying system and the target application on the other spectrum the rtos can also execute tasks in a strict very tight and deterministic way it is just up to us that how we use it i can actually list uh, pros of rtos over bare metal programming uh, rtos it is put in and it simply works it's proven working and a confirmed solution it provides tons of debugging tools as well interfaces such as jtag you can churn out prototypes faster than you would with a bare metal program so time to market is also very less there are tons and tons of third party support community support then they also come with a sil level certification it is also very easy to work with as lot of ground level work has already been done for them yeah yeah they they do have their own advantage especially in terms of debugging and faster prototyping but i would say there are pros to bare metal program as well on embedded target we hardly have any resources artos is an additional overhead that takes up these resources so there are some custom small size or like we can say ultra ultra small artos available it is sometimes worth to use bare metal as there can be scenarios where we just cannot change the platform then let's talk about another scenario that is the extremely deterministic and extremely hard real time constraints where each microsecond counts like especially in our case of when we are switching high power igbts here in even a miss smallest misfire is like blowing the entire igbt up there is a this is a penalty that we cannot take at a hardware level so this is a perfect example of a bare metal application 
actually if we see from a design point of view we can actually split the switching part in an fpga and we can have a timing part calculated in a dsp and dsp can just send it to the fpga to pulse it but if we see about the control part that is running in the dsp it is still running faster rate almost at 50 microsecond so rtos hogging all the resources may impact our control moreover there are still application that are running on 8 bit controller 16 bit controller so question comes is rtos really worth putting it on those really really small footprint of controllers there is also the thing that there is a lot of garbage in rtos that we usually don't need in our application so it's better we get rid of it it is usually made to have one solution that fits all application all true you know rtos basically guarantees reliability scalability and predictability it does simplifies your software architecture and allows for use of all complex interfaces like desktop io tcp ip usb file systems and many more i guess we both do agree that it boils down to the requirement we cannot go in with a prejudged solution and try to fit it in the shoe of a completely wrong size <laughs> true yeah but you know it's still a fun discussion to have <laughs> yeah you know we never got into a discussion of like what the os was made of we didn't cover kernel scheduling techniques so we can discuss these things as well yeah yeah kernel and scheduling is like a whole different episode though for today we are out of time would you like to join for a follow up episode maybe we can continue this discussion there yeah why not this was fun actually so remembered a line from my zdac days when i was reading a book on os concepts it goes something like this os is like an onion as you go deeper and deeper it leads to tears in your eyes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that 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 is that is true actually <laughs> So I guess you enjoyed being on the show. Uh you are pretty active on LinkedIn, aren't you? Would you mind if I put your profile so people can contact you if they want to have a discussion with you? Yeah, definitely. Actually, I love discussing with people and topics and I also firmly believe that discussing with <clears throat> like-minded people often leads to a positive outcome. Sometimes this may even lead to a brainstorming session at the end of which we have a new idea for a project you never yeah. know actually. <laughs> yeah, that is that is right. That is right. Uh So uh thank you for calling in the show. It was a pleasure to have such an insightful discussion with you. Yeah, I had I had a good time actually. Very good time. And I'm looking forward for a next time actually. Until next time then. Bye. Have a great day.